Blog Talk Radio.
a thin line between love and hate. It is, this is God word, boo. All you need is faith. All you gotta say is, coach, put me in the game. I can see it in your eyes, you still a little surprised. Futuristic ballin' like we doing this here before our time. Sky hook on them like my name Jabbar. Know you winning when you with a star. Yeah. yeah. Big, I don't even care. No. 
um, still have this sinus infection, you're going to give me antibiotics. But if I do have COVID, you're not going to do anything. And so don't that get worse over time if it's not taken care of properly? <clears throat> this is, you know, me. So I am, I called my cousin um, in Oklahoma and um, who was a doctor and I'm currently looking for a functional medicine doctor. Um, and those are doctors that are um, holistic. They also do regular medicine, but they're holistic as well. Um, so the whole COVID thing has even gone beyond, and this is just in my experience in this last couple of days, um, it's gone beyond are you going to get vaccinated or not. I'm convinced. It's beyond that. Um, because even if you get vaccinated, it's a percentage that you might still get COVID. So now the question is, in the event you get sick, how do you take care of yourself? That's really where we are at this point in time. In the event you get sick, how are you going to take care of yourself? Do you understand what I'm saying? We have to start going back old school, you know, going back to how our grandmas used to do, honestly, because I'm sitting here now, literally, y'all. I'm not about to lie to y'all. <clears throat> literally, I've spent $100 since Sunday, for real, for real, just on stuff. I got black seed oil, elderberry. I got this, I got that, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so now I have all of this stuff. How do I effectively take care of myself? You see what I'm saying? Because it's sinus infection, so you can't take everything for a sinus infection. Like, my sinuses were, like, on, they were horrid, like, sore and everything, my little cheeks and everything. Um, and there, it's getting better now. Um, but, you know, as you start clearing your sinuses, it does drain into your chest and you get a little cough. Um, but even with that, you got to be careful. So I was playing around, doing too much with my nose, and I lost the sense of smell and taste. Well, you know when you lose the sense of smell, you lose the sense of taste. That's from the inflammation. Um, and really, it's not necessarily a COVID thing. It's something that happens, it happens with your sinuses, Right. And so I got some ALA, um, which is alpha lymphatic acid. Y'all, let me tell y'all. Listen, I had to I had to seek Dr. Google and um, Dr. TikTok because the doctor told me wasn't nothing they could do for me. And so what it is is on TikTok, the lady was talking about ALA, and she said that her friend's mother is a cancer patient and from the chemo she lost her taste and her smell and the doctor told her to take the ALA and it helps to bring it back right y'all it works now it, it does say um it could take up to like 20 weeks or or eight weeks or something like that to to get it back depending on um, what you got going on. So it does not instant, but um, it works. And I'm glad that I, you know, ventured out to try to figure out 
how to take care of myself. And that's just really my my deal for today. Learn how to take care of yourself. Um, because sometimes we, it's going to be at some point in time, you're not going to be able to run down the doctor. Um, so in that instance, what are you going to do in order to take care of yourself? In the event something happens, whether you are vaccinated or not, in the event something happens, what are you going to do to take care of yourself? That means understanding vitamin C, understanding what we should have natural in our bodies, understanding um, your body, how you feeling. Like when you get sick, what is it that's going on? Not, no, I'm just sick. Oh, I don't feel, I feel horrid. No. What exactly is it? You know, you got something going on with your ear. I mean, the congestion, where do you feel that? You know, the sinus headache is in, in, is in a different part of the head. So understanding, like, you got a headache, where is the headache? Um, start paying attention to our bodies, honestly, um, because, again, we're not going to be able to depend on our doctors unless we are definitely sick. Um, so in, until, it, you know, and that's unfortunate, but you've got to be able to take care of yourself. Um, so start researching, start understanding um, vitamin C, how much you should have in your body, and start adding that to your daily routine. Um, black seed oil, elderberry, start adding those things to your routine to help just boost your immune system and make yourself healthier. Um, because we all we got at this point. You know, we are all we got at this point. And that is my, my spiel for the day. <laughs> Y'all know. Um, I am Alicia, one of the fabulous hosts of Let's Chat Radio, honey. We talk that talk about all things, whether it is creating a great brand, publishing a best-selling novel. We are always talking that talk, and we are always dropping jewels. And so I'm excited that you guys are going to be on here with us. Tony should be pulling in here shortly. Miss Kiana should be pulling in here shortly. I'm going to play a little music for you.
the argument is, do you know how to take care of yourself in the event that you are not sick enough to go to the hospital, but you need to be taken care of? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you know how to mm-hmm. take care of yourself effectively? Mm-hmm. Like, boy. literally, I would yeah. say since Sunday, I've probably spent probably over probably $100 on stuff. Like, because I was told figure it out. So it's like, well, I don't know. Mhm. And so what did I'm the doctor say? They didn't give you anything or tell you what well, to do? Well, the doctor, the first thing he said, he gave me slow because uh, I explained what was wrong. But he said, I can't give you no antibiotics because you need a COVID test first. If you don't have COVID, then I can give you antibiotics. Um, but if you do, there's nothing I can do. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm. Mm-hmm. But don't sinus infections get worse if they're not taken care of? I'm just saying. So so you tested positive for COVID and he couldn't give you antibiotics? Right. They said there's nothing they can do for COVID. But I said what oh, about But if it wasn't <clears throat> right. You see how that you see how that, that that to me I took that as that's double talk. Um and so mm-hmm. really it's like we can't depend on our physicians like we used to. So mm-hmm. that's why I said it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not, because you can still get COVID if you're vaccinated. Um, the question mm-hmm. is, you know how to take care of yourself in the event that you get sick and they can't take care of you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do not know how to take care of themselves effectively. You see, I got all this stuff and I don't effectively know how to use it to benefit me. You see what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. And all that money spent on it for and it'll probably, you know, get not get used properly. Right, with no direction. You know, because when it comes to our mm-hmm. health we used to go to to the doctor. The the doctor gives us direction. Um but I called my cousin who is a, a, a doctor but in another state. And um I'm going to change doctors. I'm gonna look for a um, functional physician or an Mm -hmm. um, integrated physician um, because they do both. And in the event you get sick, they can help you on the herbal side and then on the regular medical side. And I I, I think I need a doctor that can do everything. Don't leave me to figure it out because I spend $100 Mm -hmm. and don't know if it's doing good or not. Wow. So I, well, I hope you find one. Yeah, that was my rant for today. Um, I just feel like, uh, I mean, and there's more to it, y'all. I want to do a whole show on it. Like, there is more to it. And um, it's just very interesting. You know, it's very mm-hmm. interesting when you're trying to figure out, like, um, because, you know, in Eastern medicine, um my cousin was explaining that they're having um, good uh, showings with a high vitamin C intake. So I'm like, well, how many how much vitamin C is that? Girl, I'm all over the internet trying to figure it out. I'm like, well, <laughs> listen, I'm like, okay, okay. So I know you'll find it. Seven days a week. How many times a day? Well, how many is that in cups? Like, how many is that in cups? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, okay, so now you're trying to 
on on I'm literally on Google now I'm in the matrix trying to convert whatever I just read. <laughs> but I also you know COVID COVID affects so many people differently. You know, A may not feel the same way as B and C may not feel the same way either. So it's all individually how it affects people because everybody's body is different. Everybody's metabolism, their their underlying issues or whether they are or not, it affects everybody differently. So you just really don't know what to do. So this is my thing about that. If you got a sinus infection, you got a sinus infection. You see what I'm saying? When COVID first came mm-hmm. out, what did it say? COVID doesn't make you sick. It's underlining issues that cause the problem, right? So that means mm-hmm. that, I, yeah, I have COVID, but I also have an underlying issue of my sinuses. So right. if you're not taking care of and teaching the people how to heal themselves, those underlining issues get worse because now it's like, oh, it should go away um, with the COVID. No, mm-hmm. you still have this problem. And that's how you end up with pneumonia. That's how you end up with all of these other things going on because they're not not addressed. It's not addressed. It's not. You're not healing. You're not being taken care of. And so Mm -hmm. that is my thing. You know, um, it was funny because you know when you when you have COVID, the health department calls you. Child, you know I gave him a good talking to. He (laughs) could. He could not wait because my whole thing is you can have a two-parent household and you got the parent, you got the mother, the father, and the kids. You got two different entities going on. You got the children and you got a marriage. Them things don't go mm-hmm. hand in hand. Those are two different things that require two different types of um, tendencies. So, yes, I have COVID, but I also have a sinus infection. So, therefore, how do I take care of that? You know, and, and and heal myself if y'all are like, oh, well, there's nothing we could do with that. But you know how to take care of a sinus infection so it doesn't become mm-hmm. pneumonia. Take care of that. Mm-hmm. That's true. And sometimes what about the people that live alone? You know, they may not be able to take care of themselves, and that's a whole other issue right there. Absolutely. And then young kids, you know, all these college students and they don't to take care of themselves, and they're not even college students. Some grown-ups don't know how to take care of themselves. Like, if they get mm-hmm. sick, they honestly rely on a doctor. You know, and so we have gotten distracted with the whole um, talk about being vaccinated or being not vaccinated. But the talk should be, whether you are vaccinated or not, are you able to take care of yourself in the event you are sick? Uh-huh. And also, doctors should still have yes. to take care of those that are sick. Yes. The fact that y'all have wow. no idea how to uh, do COVID, okay, we get that. But at the same time, Y'all know how to take care of a, a sinus infection. Mm-hmm. True. I'm just it's saying that's my, that's my soapbox. <laughs> it's all I'm a just... mess. It's all a mess. 
I don't know how many other people have 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 had had their stories of COVID and other related illnesses in this year and a half, almost two years, eighteen months. It's just crazy, ladies. Absolutely, and and don't get me wrong because we have lost some some great people to COVID. We just recently lost Colin mm-hmm. Powell in the literary industry. Uh, last year we lost Ebony Abbey. This year we lost. Um, um, what's Ray's? We lost Ray's some great. Name? Huh? Who? We've lost what's some great. What's Ray's name? I didn't hear you. Uh, LaShondra Johnson. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so, so we have lost some people to COVID, like or underlining issues, however they want to word it. But it was, you know, related to that, and so it, that's mm-hmm. unfortunate. You know, the whole pandemic has been a um, a blessing and a curse. I think. You know, right. it's been a blessing and a curse. You know, it's it's made people pay attention and wake up. Um, they're talking about the whole new thing of a lot of people going to be quitting their jobs because they had a whole year to think about it. Mhm. And some you know, jobs are so- not there to go back to. Yes, some jobs are not there to go back to exactly. So um, it's important that we are paying, that we continue to pay attention um, and learn and understand that don't don't get distracted by the basics, the basic Mm -hmm. conversation of because we're triggered a lot of times by words. You know what I'm saying? Vaccine, Mm -hmm. that's a word. We're triggered by that, and we're not listening fully. So whether I have COVID or not determines if my doctor can take care of me. Um, And that's whether I'm vaccinated or not. So now the question does not come, is not should you vaccinate? It's what do you do in the event you get sick? That's that's really the question. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. And so many more questions that can go with that, Leash. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and then did you hear Facebook is changing their name? I I was in the family room um, trying to get ready for the show and I saw it on CNN, but I wasn't, I wasn't able to hear the story. All I saw was Facebook trying to make their problems go away by changing the name and that's just not going to happen. You know, all the controversy surrounding them these days. On the next round after the show, hopefully they'll talk about it again sometime tonight. But what have you heard? Um, it, it's been like it was literally all over Clubhouse today. Like they had fifty million rooms about it. Um, really? Mhm. So we talk about it again on Clubhouse during the day sometime. If it's not early in the morning. Before I can start my work day, it's hard to get back on there. Yeah. So I think we're going to probably, I did a post on Facebook just to kind of talk about it a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. But it definitely came from the whistleblower. It definitely. um, As a result of that. Something. I don't know. Mm hmm. And also recently, another one, another guy came out, you know, 
confirming what the whistleblower had said. So it's a lot going on surrounding Facebook these days. Absolutely, absolutely. We got um, we're waiting on our fabulous guest Kiana Dancy to enter into our chat room. Once she's in, she's gonna press her one, and we're gonna be ready to go. Um, if you would like to speak to the ladies of Let's Chat, just press your one, and we'll be glad to let you in. Um, we're talking that talk today um, about in the event you get sick, whether you are vaccinated or not. Are you able to take care of yourself? That's like a whole conversation in itself. Um, so we were just talking that talk about that and 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 just, you know how we do, cause that mm-hmm. good trouble. We get into good trouble. Um, then we're going to have a talk with Miss Kiana about her new book, um, Bye Bye Bags. I love, now I, I can't wait till she comes in because y'all know we're book bougie. Y'all know we like <laughs> oh, absolutely. And so a cover, a cover is really the eye candy of a book. Um, and, you know, everybody likes eye candy. And the eye candy, just even like females, just whatever captures our eyes. So when it comes to books, your cover being its eye candy, it really is what draws people in before they even read the book, before they even read the synopsis. That's why it's very important that you have the right kind of cover. And that cover says so much without even opening them pages let me tell you because she's talking that talk about anything every day and i'm excited to open my copy (laughs) well those are the kind of books like when i'm working at when i'm at work and i not too far from barnes and noble and fifth avenue in new york city that's the kind of book cover that'll make you go into the store and forget that you only have an hour for lunch Because once I get into a bookstore, it's, it's on. You know, I can get lost in a bookstore and in a library. So I just love those two uh, entities with books, where books are concerned. Absolutely. So we have our fabulous guest. She is in the chat room. Now, y'all have seen her probably in so many different places because she wears so many different hats. I do call her Miss Kiana. Um but a lot of us have seen her on Sister Circle Live. We've seen her in the movie Sex Tuplets on Netflix. We've seen her on Who Got Jokes. We've seen her on um, BET, One Crazy Christmas. Um, bounce, uh, what's that, Off the Chain with our friend to the show, Rodney Perry. Single in the City Comedy Tour, y'all. She is over. She is an author. She is a business owner, uh, screenwriter. I mean, listen. We got the fabulous doing her thing. Hey. Hey, how are you? We are good. Thanks for joining us this evening, Kiana. Thank you for having me. You know what? I am actually traveling and completely forgot that um I was scheduled to have an interview. It was uh, and then look, the memo came up on my phone. It was like, Ding, you got an interview. Hey ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Girls, I'm all in the Cleveland, Ohio, just made it to the airport. I told my family, I don't want to do anything. Only thing I want to do is eat, have a cup of coffee, maybe a cocktail, and go to sleep. That's like no sense. We got other plans for y'all. What's happening with the people today? What's, what are we talking about? Let's talk that talk. We're talking about uh, bye-bye bags. I'm just saying. Come on, talking about bye-bye bags. It's, it's Thursday since turned up. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> 
We always talk about a gold moment here on Let's Chat. You know, a gold moment is really when thought and execution come together. A lot of times uh-huh. we're really mindful about how we pour into other people, how we want them to speak to themselves and treat themselves. But when it comes to us, we tend to deal in lack. We tell ourselves what we can't do at that moment in time. So we want you to go all the way back when you decided to become a stand-up comedian. What was that gold moment like for you? Woo! Well, first of all, <laughs> it's so funny that you asked me that, and I got to kind of go back a little bit further. I graduated from Georgia Southern University. I went to school on a scholarship. I'm a scholarship. I graduated. I took the LSAT, decided I did not want to go to law school, and I got offered a job with Sony. Worked for Sony. It was amazing. But they decided to take my job to California, and I wasn't ready for that. I was like, ooh, I don't want to leave my mama house. Not like that. Not yet. So I didn't go. And so they laid me off, and then I went to go visit my girlfriend in Vegas, crazy thing. My girlfriend was like, um, Keith, girl, you've been here for a minute, sis. Like, wh- what's happening? I said, oh, yeah, I forgot, girl. I, I forgot to tell you I don't got no job. <laughs> so I'm in Vegas. I'm on the couch. I'm having a good time. And she's like, you got to find something to do. So I sent her my resume, interview for the job, got the job, and had to move to Houston for Samsung Telecommunications. I loved it. I loved working for Samsung. It was a fantastic opportunity for me. The crazy thing about it was I was one of the – it was many of us, but I was the youngest black woman to work with the company in that division. And and so as I was working, I was managing the fourth largest market in the country, which is Houston. And then I was just like, okay, fine, whatever. This is what I'm going to do. Then I get the call from my boss. About five years in, hey, we got to make a transition. We're laying 15% of the team off, right? Now, I already started doing stand-up, but I didn't tell anyone. One of my girlfriends challenged me, actually dared me to do stand-up because I was telling her my breakups, my makeups, and all my drama with my ex and I. And she was like, girl, that is funny. You need to put it on stage. I said, oh, the people want to laugh at my misery. She was like, yep. So I did stand-up, <laughs> threw rotten fruit at me. They invited me back. And then when I got laid off off my job, listen, it was like go. It was literally now or never. So I packed up my stuff, leaving my ex and my homegirl in my house, girl. That's a long story. Left them in the house, (laughs) packed up my bag, put my car in the truck, and I moved to L.A., and I never looked back. Wow. I know. It's a mouthful, right? Talk about a go moment. Talk about a go moment, girl. Go moment. And I believe in those, and I love that statement. Yeah, you didn't even have a decision. You didn't listen. God was like, listen, I told you to move your feet, but you might not have heard me. So now um, you just need to just go. Let's go. He had you go. Let's go. Yes, yes. And this is why I love that statement because, you know, here's the thing about go moments. You never know when they're going to come. The opportunity come upon you and you just got to move. And oftentimes, Mm -hmm. specifically women, we tend to move and operate in fear because we have have a lot more more responsibility. Sometimes it's our mothers, Mm -hmm. our fathers, sometimes our children, our husbands, which allow us, which will not allow us to move or go. But I encourage everyone, if there's ever a, if a dream was ever put in your belly, and you get the opportunity to live it out, go, period. And if you don't have a support mm-hmm. system, if people are not in your life that are surrounding, that are not cheering you on and pushing you, sometimes you might have to be pulled. You are in the wrong right. company, period. That's right. right. That's right. And, and with that, my question is, when you decided to go into stand-up, um, how did people react when you told them this is what you were going to do? Did you get any backlash? 
You know, I don't know if any anyone was really surprised because I've always had kind of a big personality. Um, you know, as a child, I act, I tap dance, I was in plays, I did all these different things. I used to have talent shows and all this stuff for my family. So I don't think they were surprised. I think people who were close to me absolutely knew and was absolutely not surprised. Now, people who were surprised were people who thought, oh, you leaving that good job to do what? Because when you leave, I had a very, very good job. I made over six figures. I had a brand new home. I had a brand new BMW. So it appeared that my life was good. And then here I am mm-hmm. literally throwing in the towel and I'm chasing a dream that I don't even know how to do yet. Like, I didn't even know how to, mm-hmm. what to charge people. You know what I mean? Like, stand up doesn't come with a handbook and say, okay, you do 20 minutes, you get $3,000. No. Sometimes you do 20 minutes and you get some chicken. So you got to be comfortable just knowing that sometimes you're not always going to get a check. Sometimes you're going to have, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, some people end up living in their car chasing their dreams. Some people absolutely get no support. But you have to also be confident enough in yourself to know with or without the support that you're going to make it. And I even, you know, I oftentimes have to kind of step back and take account for what I've accomplished. And Because if you ask me, I haven't accomplished anything. But then when I hear someone introduce me and run down my re- my resume, I'm like, dang, I did do that. I did that. I did that. I did that. Mm-hmm. I did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to remind yourself and then celebrate you because you can get caught up in the why am I not on or why haven't this happened for me. But then you have to yeah. understand First of all, things happen in timing, and it's not. If you're a believer, you know that it's not your time, ever. So if you're a believer, mm-hmm. you'll know that God has made things the way you. He cannot trust you with everything. First of all, He needs to know that you're going to be a good steward with the money. Second, He needs to know right. that you're going to be a good steward with the opportunity. And if He can't trust you with a little, He's not going to bless you with a lot. So you got to understand that right. sometimes when you think you're ready, you're not, because you'll get put, you'll get put in a situation with a, with a lot, and then you fumble. And he doesn't want mm-hmm. to see that in you. So that's why, you know, when so a lot of people was like, girl, you crazy. I can't believe you leaving that six-figure job to do stand-up. Well, guess what? I don't have any kids. I didn't have a husband. It's go. Mm-hmm. And if Absolutely. not now, then when? Exactly. Right. And I kind of yeah. dealt with a lot of that. I dealt with that a lot mm-hmm. in my life, even down to, Oh, I, when am I going to have kids? If it's not now, never. Like, I, I kind of kicked that idea around a lot. I kicked the idea of when can I move. Like, I've, I've moved to L.A. like multiple times. And in my mind, I still live in L.A. I always say I live wherever I have a panty drawer. Don't judge me. So as far as I'm concerned, I live in Houston. I live in L.A. I live in, look, New York. I'm by, I live in Cleveland. I live in Atlanta. Wherever I got a panty drawer, sis, that's where I live. You hear me? So, you know, it's like I, I've been all over the place. And even this is and this is a little tidbit that a lot of people don't know. The day that I got called for Sister Circle Live, right, I was on my way to move to a, to um, L.A. My car was due to be picked up the next day. I already had my ticket bought. My girlfriend was expecting me. I already had a roommate. And it was like, he called, was like, yo, do you want this opportunity? And I was like, I don't know. And I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, wow. and just being able to watch um, – and, and watch you move. You like my shero because you are dope in real life, Miss Kiana. You are absolutely oh, I appreciate dope in real life. that. We always talk about um, your lane, and I always say your lane is paved just for you. Now, there might be that one side street that we scared to go down because it's got gravel. The light's not up. It, it, it looks scary. We worried about our tires, but that is where you grow and you start building on to, to the things that you want to have for yourself and, and who you want to be. And so you just took that 
and went down that gravel road like, listen, we about to put up a store over here. We about to put these put these lights over here. We about to do this thing. And so we appreciate you just just as a woman. Um, being Thank an you so much. I appreciate that. And I'm going to tell you, honestly, there's, there's been many days that, you know, I've been scared and there's many days that I wasn't sure. You know, you got to understand, I come from a small family but a big family, meaning when I say small, it's just my brother, my mother, and I. And so my mom and I have never had a full-time job at the same time. If I was working full-time and my, my mother was not, so we, I paid her bills. When I wasn't for, working full-time, my mother paid all my bills and saved for my brother. So literally there was times when I could not afford to – I, I couldn't afford to be a comedian. But my mother was like, yes, you can. I'm going to pay every bill that you have. Matter of fact, change the email that the bill came to so that I would never mm-hmm. see it and get discouraged. She was like, you don't need to see bills when you're chasing your dream. All you need to do is focus. And so the fact mm-hmm. that I had that, that support system, and I understand that a lot of people do not have that. I ain't saying, you know, a little boo every now and then to give me no money, but I am saying that mm-hmm. I had an amazing support system who was there mm-hmm. to hold me down. And there will be days right. where it looks scary. It will be days when, you you know, you don't have a lot in your, I'm about to be sound real country, cupboard. It's not, a, you know, food in your cupboard <laughs> in the pantry. You know what I mean? But <laughs> But you, you might that that day might be the day that you need to fast. You know what I'm saying? That day might be the day that you need to, you know, tighten your belt, literally. So it it, it does get scary. But anything that is worth having is going to take the work, and it is going to be, you know, something that you're going to have to, you know, accept. Like okay, this is going to be hard because anything worth having is going to be, it's going you're going to encounter hard days. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so true. And then we go ahead, see. No, I want to say, you know, comedy is, is not easy to venture. The industry is not easy to venture into. When you first got into stand-up, what challenges, if any, did you face, first of all, as a woman, and second of all, as a newbie to the stage? Oh, that's funny. I, I'm that, Wait, that's a great, great question. Um, I encountered multiple challenges. First of all, as a female, um, I'm, gonna, I'm going to assume that everybody on this phone and all the listeners are grown so I'm just going to be frank with you. As a female in the industry, they don't respect you. When you walk into the room, especially being an attractive female, whether you whoever's child, whether you're a believer, whether you thick, white, blue, whatever you are, you walk in as a big pussy. Everybody, from the promoter to the owner of the club to the, to the other comedians, everybody is trying to figure out who can make the move on you first, period. They don't see your name. They don't see your face. They see you as an opportunity to conquer. And if you allow yourself to, to succumb to that, you are just another piece of meat. And so I had to learn that I was worth more than that. Not to say that I didn't, you know, already know that, but, you know, you do. You're in a situation, you're in a new city, you're in a new place where people are, are talking to you, they're attracted to you, so you're thinking they're nice to you. I would never forget the first time. And I actually told him this, and he said, um, I didn't say that. I don't even talk like that. I met a comedian in L.A. standing outside of on Sunset Boulevard in front of the com- comedy store. He literally looked me dead in my face. He said, where are you from? I said, I'm from Houston, but by way of Atlanta. He said, oh, you a stand-up comedian too? I said, yeah. He said, you ain't going to be nothing. Come upstairs. I'm going to take you on a 15-city tour with me. I'm going to give you $1,500 per city, and all I need is 15 minutes. Come on. I said, 15 minutes to do what? And he was like, you, 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 you ain't going to be buying nothing. Come upstairs and let me get that for 15 minutes. Now, had I been broken enough to say yes, had I not had any money in my pocket, I probably would have needed to say yes. But because, again, I had self-worth and I knew more, I knew better. You know what I mean? And I, I, mm-hmm. knew, I, I wasn't hungry. I had money. 
I didn't go to L.A. broke, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like some people did. But there are stories where people, you know, where young ladies was like, I ain't had nothing. I ain't had nowhere to go. I had to sleep in my car. Da, 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 da. We even know, you know, Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany was sleeping in her car. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. Kevin Hart looked out for her. But Kevin didn't look out for her with the intent of trying to have sex with her. He looked out right. for her as a friend, which is rare. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, as, as there's a lot of, you know, obstacles you have to encounter as a female. There's a lot of rules that I'm – it's a lot of ways and I move when I'm on the road. So when I'm on the road, especially when I'm by myself, I don't take the key from the promoter. Give me my key from the counter. Because, first of all, you can make a copy of my key. There's been times when I go mm-hmm. to the hotel room, he's already, the promoter has already been in my room. Mm-hmm. Or when I get to the hotel, he's in my room. Why are you in my mm-hmm. room? I need to change right. hotels and all that. So what I've started doing is don't book my hotel at all. Give me the money. Give me a buyout. So you pay me, and I'll go get my own hotel. So you don't right. even know where I'm at. So I Uber or I get a car service or whatever. So those are the things that as a young woman in the industry that you need to learn. Or it'll be things like, uh, I'll give you your money after the show. Okay, fine. That's kind of traditional to get half the rest of the balance of your money. But what you're not going to do is hold my money captive. So I want my money before I step foot on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I did my work. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm here to get my money. So give me my money, and then I'm going stage. So what happens is, if I tell my jokes, you decide I wasn't funny enough, or you want to take me back to the hotel, and then I act a fool, which I'm known to do, and then you don't, <laughs> and then you don't give me my money. Then I got a problem. But the blessing in me being who I am, I have a network. I can pick up the phone and call anybody. Like I tell mm-hmm. people all the time, I'm saved and I'm a savage. I can call somebody and they'll be on you in a minute. So that took years and time of building a network. I don't care if I'm in Vegas. I don't care if I'm in St. Louis, Cleveland, wherever. If something goes down, someone is always going to be there. Matter of fact, I'm going to show up with somebody. Because as a mm-hmm. female in this industry, they always look mm-hmm. at you as gullible. They always look mm-hmm. at you as you're hungry. And so you have to be very smart in how you move because a lot of females have, yes, they, they get intimate with these guys or these comedians or promoters thinking they're going to screw themselves to the top, but they only screw themselves to the middle. Mm. You better mm. talk about Or the bottom. Or the bottom. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> you better have a sound effect. Come on, sis. <laughs> Listen, because you are so it, Wow. A lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, as women, we don't, we got to start paying more attention. Go ahead, see, I'm sorry. You do have to no, pay more attention see. to your surroundings. You have to really be, you have to be con- cognizant of what's happening. And then also, you know, a lot of times I don't have a team anymore. Like I, I was carrying a lot of people. I had a manager. I had a stylist. I had a publicist. I had this. I had all these people. Everybody get a percentage. Everybody gets this. And so what happens is you don't eat and they, well, they don't eat until you eat. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a circle. But, again, it's like you're carrying all these people, but what are, where are they getting you? And what are, you, what are they doing for you? So you got to learn right. how to navigate the system and be the, the, the industry and be smart. For example, if anybody listening to me that want to be in the industry, you don't necessarily need anybody to speak for you. Set up a ghost number, a ghost email, and you be your publicist and you be your manager. Because that mm-hmm. if they not if they if they not gonna work for you, what's the point of having them? Wow. And a Absolutely. lot of times they don't work for you if they don't see no worth. So like you just on somebody's roster and so learn how to pick the phone and speak for yourself. Now the industry don't particularly like that. I'll, I'll be honest with you. But you should be able to, you know, change your voice. Don't never call nobody. Just email people. At the end of the day, you're trying to get ahead. And then once you get in the door, 
you can handle your business. No, they didn't come mm-hmm. with me today. I'm I'm here. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, That's fast crazy. forward, because you were on a sister circle and then you left. And what was that moment like for you? So I, I know there's a there's a huge misunderstanding that I actually just walked away from Sister Circle, and I'm glad you brought that up um, because my mother – let me explain something. I'm a dancing and I'm going to conduct myself as so. So when I was told, when I walked into the building that day, I was seeking time off so that I could shoot a movie. And my producer never gave me an answer. She kept saying – she was stringing me along. So I was like, today is the absolute date that I – and this is in my book, Chapter 10, sis. So I said, um, I need to really know <laughs> – if I can take this time off, could you please, you know, give me the inform- you know, give me an answer? Well, she was like, come talk. So anytime it's a come talk and then you invite somebody else, everybody knows from HR, you know, something is about to go down. So she said to me literally, end quote, we love you. We think you're amazing. We think you're great. But I've been challenged with increasing the profile of the show. We're replacing you. And that was it. There was never no discussion. There was never a heads up. There was nothing. As quiet as kept, I shot promo to um, – a season two promo. I shot. Um, I, I was popping bottles because we got, you know, greenlit for the second season. I didn't know. And then, but but what I do know is somebody did know who that was. I don't know. But nothing ever happens on a production and nobody know. But what that taught me was because I was under the impression that I was in a family environment. I thought people loved me. I thought they supported me. When I tell you we had been praying over sick cats together, we held hands every day and prayed, bowed heads, cried every day, and bar mitzvahs and all kind of things. I thought they loved me and had my back like I had theirs. But that turned out to not be true. And the reason that wasn't true, again, this is TV. This is TV. Yeah. You're hot today, you're cold tomorrow, you end the day, you out tomorrow, which is fine. But I did think that it was it would have been different with us because of our relationship. You know, had I known, I would have spent my money differently. At that year, I, I bought into a franchise. Had I known that I wasn't going to get the second season um, money, I would have been like, eh, let me cut, you know, let me tighten my purse strings or whatever. But, again, I, so when you saw that on TV and I graciously bowed out, that was because I am a dancy and I'm going to conduct myself as so. I'm not going to go on TV and act a plum fool. Now, mind you, that was live. And I could have because that producer had no idea what I was going to say. And she said it. She said, I trust you. And I think you have the – and she said, because I asked her, I said, I need the opportunity to say goodbye to my fans because I don't know what they thought. I don't know if they thought people weren't going to miss me. I don't know what they thought. But I said uh, – so I had my team, you know, call over and say, hey, Keanu Dancy would like – well, the Keanu Dancy would like – because that's what they call me. The Keanu Dancy would like to say goodbye to her her, her fans Family, because they're not fans, they're family um, on air. The producer said, okay, let me think about it. She took five minutes. Instead of calling them back, she called me back. She said, I want you to know I trust you, and I believe that you would conduct yourself with not only grace but respect us. And I said, you're right. So when I went on TV, if you watched it closely and listened to every word I said, because it was calculated, I said, I didn't see this coming. But when a, when God opens a window, sometimes it's a big window, sometimes it's a small window. Either way, you got to climb in and make the best of it. So I was very conscious about how I was going to walk away because, one, the industry is very small, and you never know when you're going to have to deal with those people again. And those girls, mm-hmm. I see them all the time. I don't have no problem with them, and I don't have no problem with the production team. But you will never say, Kiana went down to the live TV and act a plum fool. No. 
that ain't what you gonna what you gonna see is just what you see and what you hear. Oh, Kiana conducted herself, you know, professionally. She was very gracious. She was very, you know, she looked go- whatever. But it would never be. You know, Kiana Dancy came down here on this live TV and showed her ass. It would never be that. <laughs> All over the internet, you hear me? Yep. And so the people thought that I just, you know, voluntarily walked away. I mean, I enjoyed my job. I loved my job. It actually was my dream job. You know, I had always thought that I would be on, and it was definitely um, different from what my dream was in reference to daytime. My dream is always to be on night talk you know, late night talk. And and so uh-huh. when that opportunity came about, I wasn't going to run from it because guess what I told you? Remember what I said, God put things in front of you to prep you for what's next. So mm-hmm. I was never going to say no. It always was going to be go, whether I felt prepared or not. But see, God will prepare. He will put you in position, even if you're not, if the people don't think you're prepared, he's going to get you prepared. He's going to prepare you. So even if mm-hmm. you think you don't, not, you don't have it, you're not ready, oh, you're going to get ready. He's going to make you ready. Even you if the people you with think you're not, if you're not worthy. Mm-hmm. You ain't never lied That's about right. that. And, and you have gone on to do some uh, some great things, you know. I have, I have. That, but that was still a go moment. Um, so how did you, you I'm going to stop saying pivot. We use the word pivot too much, y'all. We need to stop. We no, need I love that word pivot. pivot. <laughs> how did you? Give me um, all that. Give me pivot. <laughs> From that moment, um, because you you never missed a beat in your career, like you you kept going. So, what was that moment, that transition, like for you when you had to say, okay, well, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm glad that you asked that question also because, you know, the perception is that no one stumbles. And even though um, it may look like that I pivoted and went right into just, it was just natural, it was easy, it was not. Um, you know, actually, I was, I went through, a, 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 not a depression, but I went, it was a breakup. You know what I mean? I felt betrayed, betrayed. I felt, you know, denied. I went through all the, um, the humanly emotions that you can go through when you thought someone had, people had your back. Now, again, because I am a dancy, my mother only gave me a little bit of time to, to lay and cry about it and ball up and, you know, lay on the, and get in bed and ball up. She was like, look, you got 24 hours and you got to get up and do something. And she was right. See, as long as you lay down and you stay down, you will never get back up. See, the life is always going to mm-hmm. throw you blows. That's what it. That's what life is supposed to do. Life is designed to punch you and kick you. It's not that you fail. It's if you got up. So for me, you know, I, I, I laid in bed. I was like, okay. I see. This is what I got to do. But guess what? I'm a franchise owner. I had already bought into my company. So I didn't have time to lay around and, and wail like a baby. I had things to do. I had employees. I had a business to run. So now I have to put one foot in front of the other, even if it was hard, even if I felt sad. So at the end of the day, I had to make a decision. Either I'm going to stay down which I don't do well, or get up. And see, getting up is not always easy, right? But it's it's easier right. when you have a cheerleader, you know, you have cheerleaders around you, you have a support system. So what my mama did, she got me up, she pulled me up, she was like, hey, we need to put on your good wig today, sis. Get your good lashes out, get your girdle, whatever you got going on, whatever you need, boo, you going to get up and do this. Because what we not finna do is this. <clears throat> Even my brother was like, hey, because um, I eat. I like to eat. I like gravy. 
You hear me? My my brother was like, you want some rice and gravy? You want some chicken? What, what What's up? What we doing? So, like, my family don't allow, allow that. My family don't play with me like that. My family is like, you are, a, you are a champion. And we speak to each other like that. And I know oftentimes mm-hmm. people don't really understand that. But, like, you know, we have the ability, honestly, you know, my family and I, we, we, we lean on each other. And sometimes it looks a little crazy because we are very codependent. But, we cha- we push each other because that is not what we're doing. We're not laying down. If they didn't understand what – and look at it. They let me go. They replaced me with Trina Braxton, great girl, right? But the show mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. – it, it still didn't go to a third season. So whether you right. thought she was going to save the show or help the show, it, it, I, who am I to say what it did? But clearly we see what happened. So right. it was – it was although so your question is how did I pivot? I mean, I had I didn't have a choice. I had a business. So I started writing mm. down things and that and that and I'm tell you another thing. Although you haven't asked me about the book. During that time I had already introduced the book when I was on air trying to capitalize with being on T V. And, you know, mm-hmm. what really really irritated me about this whole situation of this transition of me getting off I had heard rumblings. Little rough, like they they had said somebody was gonna get replaced, something. But nobody ever, ever, honestly was like willing to to address that. I asked my um my producer, like, hey, I hear that somebody talking about replacing, you know, a host. And she was like, girl, ain't nobody going nowhere. No, absolutely. Where'd you get that? Are you crazy? No. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. But then, but in my gut, <clears throat> I knew something just wasn't right because you know, oftentimes, uh. A rumor starts from somewhere, and whatever that rumor was, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be caught off guard, which even though I was, right? So I was like, okay, fine. So I introduced my book. So I said that to say I introduced my book on air, put it out there. It, it really wasn't ready at that time, but, again, I wanted to capitalize on me being on TV. And so when I got let go from the show, I was like, okay, I need to <laughs> – um, revisit this book <clears throat> i wrote a chapter mm-hmm. about sister circle which was not in the book i wrote and so now and then boom here we go into pandemic then that gave me an opportunity to write a, book, a chapter about the pandemic so i i just put i got, I got the work i didn't have time to be sitting around looking crazy why because i'm a whole brand i got things to do absolutely <laughs> Because you 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 were not on the show, you had your moment where you were kind of in your feelings. You had to get up, you had to move, and then yeah. boom, now you're in the pandemic. Um, what did you learn about yourself during that pandemic time? Wow, first of all, um, <laughs> who I like me. You know, a lot of people needed a lot of people to you know need a lot of people around them to just be social, be happy, just to, you know, confirm, affirm themselves. I don't need other people around me. I like, I actually quarantined with my mom, which was a blessing. My mom and I, my brother was there also. We all quarantined together. Hell, we didn't know what was going on. So it was like, the world going in, we're going to do it together, you know? And so we learned a lot about each other. We get along very well. I learned that I, I like to cook. Girl, got me an air fryer. I was down to the air fryer every day. You know what I mean? I um, without learned that I didn't necessarily need all the maintenance. I didn't need to get my hair done every week. I didn't need to get my nails done every week. I was really just enjoying just being me at home with nobody, no, you know, glitz, no glam, no drama. But then, of course, because I'm a dancer, I started doing my own lives on um, Instagram, and I started doing this. I'm still, I'm still doing that. I'm doing that. 
so I learned, okay, to sit still. I learned um, that it's okay to just kind of sit in the pocket and see what's going on, see what's next. But I also got closer to Christ. So for me, um, I needed that downtime. I needed that reset because if I feel like, if I said this today, had I not, if the world had not stopped and shut down, I probably would have, my body would have shut down because I was pushing it and pushing it and pushing and pushing without really listening to me. My body needs rest. Mm-hmm. That's so true, Kanda. And not only you, I think the majority of people needed that time to just reset and look at self. So you are not alone in that boat. And I, and, and we, as a country, we needed that. And as a people, we still need that. Yep. From time to time. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. So true. And with that, um, Kanda, I want to ask you circle back to your book, how was the writing process for you? Wow. Um, <clears throat> you know, it was tough in that because I'm not naturally a writer. Um, you know, I, I I did a lot of audio recording. I went back and edited things. I, me and my editor went back and forth and back and forth. My editor and I actually had some disagree not disagreements, but difference in differences in opinions. Because um, at one time he thought it read too black, and I was like, "Uh, sir, have you met me? <laughs> I am black. You know what I mean? So <laughs> there was that. Then there was some times where you know I wrote the way that I and so we went back and forth. We cleaned it up. I think it's a great read, but more importantly, I think it's an easy read. I um, I like the idea of um, when you read it, it's not something that's like, oh, Lord, like, what's she talking about? No, you can relate to it. Anybody, male or female, can pick up my book and find something in it that they identify with. You know, um, the book is called Bye Bye Bags, Laughing to Lighten the Load, because, <clears throat> excuse me, because I got the bags under my eyes removed. And I don't even know the name of that surgery. Um, but I call it baggage removal. And while I was laying in my bed, healing from the bag surgery, um, I had bag bandages over my eyes. The only thing I could lean on were my other senses, my hearing, my smell, my touch. You know what I mean? I can only lean on those senses. So that with not without sight, you know, I started getting closer to, I started hearing, you know, Christ differently and louder. You know, I started doubt, even to, you know, being able to, I couldn't read the word, so I had to listen to the word. You know what I mean? There were so many different things and so many, um, while I was going through that healing process, I was like, okay, I'm healing externally. This is a great time to heal internally. What baggage am I carrying that I don't need? When I come up out of this surgery, this recovery, looking fresh, looking new, looking rested, what baggage in my emotional bags do I not want to show up with? And so I made the decision that it was time to get rid of all those things. And so because I am transparent, I'm going to tell you what my bags are. And you, and I want you, everyone that's listening, you guys, you ladies included, to dis- decide on what baggage you carry. You ain't got to discuss it. But you have that conversation internally. I'm a child molestation survivor. I am, a, you know, single in my 43-year-old woman with no children, right, who wants children, who wants to get married. Now, don't listen, let's be clear. I've been proposed to multiple times. I'm the queen of no. 
So write it on mm. paper, tear it up, and burn it up. Mm. That's powerful. You just gave some a powerful testimony. We all needed to hear that, and I wrote that down. Failures, insecurities, and shortcomings. What back? Let me tell you. Let, let me let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. And because oftentimes we get in the plate, we get in the, our, our feelings, and you, when someone else tells you something about you, someone should never be able to tell you something about you that you have not already acknowledged. So that is why mm-hmm. I'm saying we all deep down, as women especially, and this is not just a female thing, men have insecurities too. Men have shortcomings too. Men have, short, you know, failures too. So that's why I'm saying no one should be able to say to you, you know what, because these are things that you already know. So write it down, tear it up, and burn it up, and never again allow yourself to be held captive. No one shall be able to hold that over your head because you already know, and you already dealt with it. And then I also prescribe to PCP. And I'm not talking about the good drug. I ain't talking about that. I'm just telling you, PCP, what is that? Sometimes all of us need to pray. Pray. But prayer without work is what? Dead. So if you don't pray, mm-hmm. you, need, you need to pray, get on the couch, and get a prescription in that order. Because we quick to say, oh, girl, I don't need to talk to nobody. But you do need to talk to somebody to help unpack you, unpack all that baggage you carry. Mm-hmm. All who you are, you are your bags until you decide to not to be your bags. If you continue to uh, allow your failures and insecurities and shortcomings to find who you are, you will always be that person. That's right. And those bags will get heavier and heavier. And they get heavy and heavy. So your, mm-hmm. anything that you hate about yourself, you packing that bag, packing that bag, packing that bag. Sis, you got to unpack that, sis. You can't, you can't let no, no, none of that, none of that. Unpack it mm-hmm. and move on. That's so true. That's so true. And, and I'm glad that you said that because, you know, a lot of people would see um, – they would see you and say, she may not have experience that we experience. You know, she may not have the life that we tend to have. And so mm-hmm. being able to hear that um, these things happen to everybody. And it's how everybody. we handle it and how we approach it and not right. allow ourselves to get distracted. Because sometimes we get distracted in a word. Um, right. That's a small word and we miss the, miss the whole idea and the whole point. Um, yes. we the thing so is, m- my trials are meant for me. There's not nothing happening to, in my life that God don't already know. My story was already written. Your story was already written. It's nothing that's going there's no surprise. It's a surprise to us, but it's no, no surprise to him. So I want you to be clear that every obstacle that you go through was meant for you. Every wind that you get that you go through is meant for you. So I mean this from the bottom of my heart. If you don't remember anything that I say to you. There's no mishaps. Mm. So you have to make a decision that you have. You know how people wake up and say, I chose violence today? Uh Uh-uh. You got to wake up and choose joy. You got to wake up and choose happiness. Because life is short. Who knew they were going to wake up March whenever the world shut down and now all of a sudden everybody did? Right. Mm -hmm. So you got to make a decision. Life is real short. And if you don't, if you decide that... You're going to walk around here bitter baby all day. You're going to have a real short life. Absolutely. And heavy bags. <laughs> wow. Yep. You said a word. You said a now word tonight, me. girl. Now tell us what's yep. next because you do so much. 
Um, you got so many different pots cooking. You got every aisle on the stove going. So tell us what's <laughs> next for the Keanu Dancy. I love that. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm, this interview has been great. You know, I'm going to tell you, I have so many irons in the fire that I literally don't even know where to start. But this is where I will start. I'm going to be on the road. I'm taking, first of all, I'm on tour with um, Country Wayne. I'll be in Baltimore. I'm in, uh, let me back up. First of all, I'm on tour with, I'm out with Country Wayne and Atheon Crockett. Right now, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio with Atheon Crockett at the Improv this weekend. November mm-hmm. 5th and 6th, I'm out with Country Wayne. The 5th, I will be in Baltimore. The 6th, I'll be in Richmond, Virginia. And then the 13th, I will be cousin by, she um making phone calls on the car. On the 13th, I'll be in New Orleans. Now, I am taking my book on tour. So it will be somewhere in a city new, near you that I am going to show up in your town. I'm, gonna ta- I'm coming with a, a band. It's going to be a DJ, a poet. <laughs> And a comedian and a me and me, so we're gonna. I'm literally when I tell you we're, I'm coming to your city. We're gonna laugh, we're gonna cry, but we're gonna roll up our sleeves and we're gonna do the work. In Atlanta, we mm-hmm. did just that. Everybody came to the to the event at the Atlanta Comedy Theater. Everybody came. Every ticket they bought, they got a book. We literally, we laughed, we cried, I entertained them. We had a poet, we sang, we had a singer. It was amazing. But we then we did the work. We wrote down our one thing, that insecurity, one shortcoming, one failure. We wrote it down, we tore it up, and we put it in a fire bucket, and we set it on fire. It was a wrap. Mm. Moving forward, we're not dealing with none of that no more. We're not looking backwards. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that. We're going all around the country. 2022 is going to be amazing. I'm also going on a book tour. It's called the Black Book Tour. It's gonna be. I'm doing that. I'm hosting that from city to city. But I have some movies. I have a lot of amazing things happening that I'm not at privy to talk about right now. But trust mm-hmm. and believe that you will see the Kiana Dancy back on TV. Absolutely. And I, I did get my ticket. Yeah, I got my I'm, ticket for your event, but then I got sick. And I wasn't I'm, able I'm to sorry. go. So. It was fantastic. So um, you send me your address so that you can get your book. Oh, okay. That's yeah, so if you bought a ticket, everybody got a book. Awesome. Now, before you go, Ken, I have one question that's been on my spirit to ask you. And that yes, is. What do you love most about Kiana Dancy today? Oh, my God, I love it. (laughs) You know, someone asked me to describe myself in one word, and the one word Mm -hmm. that I used was resilient. I love that no matter what is going on in my life, no matter how Mm -hmm. many times someone kicked me down, pushed me down, pulled me down, I'm resilient. Mm -hmm. I get up. Let me tell you something about the devil that chased me. Mm-hmm. The devil that chased me is busy. The devil mm-hmm. that chased me wears sneakers. Sometimes he put on combat boots. He show up as friends. He show up as lovers. Mm-hmm. He show up as you know as allies. But I've learned that God ain't never gonna let me succumb to that. And even if mm-hmm. I might slip and be like, oh. The devil, oh, you tried me and you almost got me. I'm resilient. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I might slip. I might crack mm-hmm. a little bit. I might crack a little bit, but I never break. So I love mm-hmm. my resiliency. I love it. I love that regardless of what I've been through, I don't awesome. look like I've been through it. 
Because my mama mm-hmm. told me once more, one time, another time, a thousand times, she always going to tell me, baby, get up. Put on some lipstick. Mm-hmm. Put your eyebrows on. Mm-hmm. Get your good wig. Put on some clothes. Because yeah. when you're mm-hmm. dressed and you got a little rouge on your lips, you feel better about yourself. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it. Right here. Yeah. When you said the title for book two and everything, The Devil That Takes Me. We're combat boots. Right. You hear me? We're combat boots. There you go. <laughs> love it. I love it. Wow. What a journey. What a testimony. And we thank, thank you, you so for much. sharing it with it. us. Oh, well, you know, thank you for having me. Um, I always, always enjoy being able to um, just talk about my journey, but also, you know, just girl chat. You know what I'm saying? Chick chat. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. So thank you so much. You are so we very welcome. It. And you are welcome back anytime. Yay. Thank Absolutely. you. My voice is, um, <laughs> is hoarse because I've been doing so many interviews, but I love it. Wouldn't turn it down. Wouldn't change it for the world. And we appreciate awesome. that. And we thank you thank so you very so much. much. Absolutely. Make sure you tell everybody that's listening and all your listeners to um, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can buy the book on Amazon. All you have to do is put in Bye Bye Bags or my name, Kiana Dancy. Um, I greatly, greatly appreciate the support. Um, you know, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and there is a new social media platform, Fanbase, which is black-owned, and it um, it pays you for your content. So I am also on there as Kiana Dancy, and I really greatly appreciate the follow. That is actually me. When you speak to me, I speak back. Um, but again, you can get the book on Amazon.com. I just followed you. Um, or your yeah, website. Tony. I just, I just followed you. <laughs> Thank or you. Or you can go on her website, kianadancy.com. Uh, yes, ma'am. We appreciate awesome. you, Miss Kiana, and we thank you for sharing your time, your space, and your energy with us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You guys be blessed. You can. You come back anytime, girl. Anything on your spirit, Lisa and I can make it happen here on our show. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great evening. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye. She was amazing, Lisa. Absolutely yes. amazing. She gave us a whole word. Did she give us a whole word? It was a whole word and a whole she word. Sure it sure was. And I hope everyone listening really felt it as much as Leisha and I felt it. And we thank her again for sharing it with us because she went deep. You know what? And then that kind of, that kind of goes into what we're going to be talking about tomorrow uh, with Silent Footsteps. Um, So we're going to be talking that talk tomorrow uh, here on this chat. Make sure you guys tune in. We got fabulous guests. We're going to be talking about living and growing up in a single home. And how did that mm-hmm. affect you throughout your life? It's going to be a good show. Good guests. Good topics. So make sure you guys tune in tomorrow at 7 p.m. right here in 24 hours. You're on Let's Chat on Blog Talk Radio. And we out. Have a good evening. Good night. Busting my tail on the 9 to 5. Just to keep up, try to stay alive Promise my lady we gon' be alright She be crying while she praying for a better life Hustling on the side for a bag of rice Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price Gotta keep trucking through the Georgia clay Gotta stay searching for a better day Gotta keep my faith till my
get it. 